The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonalls, or Success Publishing International. More willpower than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonall. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Money don't matter for the stuff it bought. It's the way you think, not what you've got, yeah. Unlock Your Wealth Radio starts now. It's a money man right. Indeed. How do you like that? (laughs) Welcome to the show, everyone. I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls, flanked, as always, by the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry. She hasn't replaced me yet. (laughs) There's always a first time for everything. (laughs) Just kidding. Love you. Mean it. (laughs) (laughs) And today's show of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, like most of them, I guess, is sponsored in part by Audible.com. Yes, indeedy. Get your free audiobook at audibletrial.com forward slash Unlock Your Wealth and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And this is a special offer for Unlock Your Wealth Radio listeners. Take advantage of it today. And you can even find my book on there if you want. And we've got more coming out this year, so I'm really excited about that. Miguel and I are working diligently to get all of our audio versions of the books in line so everything drops at the same time. So I'm pretty excited about today's show because, well, it's an exciting one because all of our hard work with our Keys to Riches finally comes to fruition in this week's key. I like this key. It's a break the budget. Yes. We also have a powerful moolah word of the day, don't we? Well, I, have, I don't know what it is. <laughs> it kind of dovetails off of a conversation we were having last week about value and being in the money or what oh, we were okay. talking about net worth. Okay. Um, and so it has to do with value and what's yours. So it's kind of an interesting, that's my little mm-hmm. teaser for mm-hmm. the moolah word of the day. And then we have another returning guest, Nahum Daniels, will be joining us. Cool. And uh, we're going to be talking about scary things. Huh. Like hidden retirement risks, things you need to know okay, All right. before you plan to retire. So he's going to address those with us a little bit later. But first, let's get on with this week's key, shall we? Break the budget. One of my favorites because I like to break rules. <laughs> well, yes. And it, and it. so for the rule breaker types, it's really good right. because I'm telling you to go against the normal, yeah. um, conventional way of doing things. But, you know, as we talk about here on our biology-based money management show, it is physiology first. And what influences physiology? Languaging. Right. So experiences, input, information. So whether somebody's taking an action in front of us that's threatening or not, whether somebody says something that's threatening or not, whether their body language is congruent or matches. 
But one of the things about this key, and I guess for those of you who are joining us for the first time, I should probably fill you in on what the keys are. The Keys to Riches is a financial philosophy. It's a baker's dozen of financial concepts that I created that teach you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money. It also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest, all while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do this one key at a time, one week at a time here at Unlock Your Wealth Radio. And we are on our seventh key, which is break the budget. And this key requires the participation actively of what we learned in our second key, which was... Take action and make assessment. Ding, ding, ding. So if you have been with us for the entire season... little memory jogger for the old folks in the room. This is Jeopardy. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I, I, I love sound effects. No, so I, I got to make my own because this is a low budget show here. I can't afford sound effects. <laughs> uh, so this key started six weeks ago when we did our take action, make assessment. So if you have been with us, you have been stuffing your assessment envelope. If not, for those of you just joining us, what we've done for the last six weeks is gather all of our financial anything. So if it was money coming in or going out, it needs to be in this envelope. So that's pay stubs, bank statements, interest or investment statements. These are all of your bills, outgoing things, credit card receipts, you name it. If you gave your kid allowance in cash, you put that down on a paper, on a slip of paper. Anytime you made a purchase at the vending machine at your work, you put it on a piece of paper so you could track all of it. Now, remember what we talked about in our second key briefly, because I didn't want to alter things, but we're not looking for how much, because how much is relative. If you spend $1,000 on a pair of sunglasses, okay, is mm-hmm. that too much? For me, it is. Exactly. But I just got a new pair this weekend. <laughs> With all the bling and everything. We're not going to ask you how much you spent, but you probably have the money. It was a thousand bucks. (laughs) I spent a thousand bucks on sunglasses. So, but I could afford a thousand dollar pair of sunglasses. It's not going, whether or not I pay my bills or my rent or whatever. I mean, that's not affected by this. Mm -hmm. So how much is irrelevant? Because the thing that's the problem in this physiology first show is the when we're doing it because likely when we overspend or impulse spend it's a reaction that's instinctive as opposed to a well thought out mm-hmm. response so you thought this out i did <laughs> well i didn't have no, to i i know you did you I, know because I, because i I have a lot of money, so I'm okay. (laughs) So that's not a problem. But you have to think in terms of, so here's the problem. Whether or not I have money, if I would have been buying those sunglasses to soothe some sort of issue that I was having, if I was going to retail therapy and dropping a thousand bucks, no matter how much money I have in the bank, it would be the wrong thing to do. But I didn't have sunglasses with me. I, I, I forgot to bring one of my myriad of pairs at home. And uh, and I was traveling and I thought to myself, you know what? I haven't had a new pair of sunglasses in several years. Yeah. And I like to spend a lot of money on them because then it makes me keep track of them. 
I still have the very first pair of expensive sunglasses I bought, which in 1994 was 600 bucks. Wow. It was a boatload of cash. Sure. And I was like, I was like, my girlfriend's like, come on, you can afford it. And I was like, ah, you know, cause I was having all of these angsts and, sure. and issues about like not having money growing up and oh, I shouldn't do that. But the minute I dropped that cash, I took care of them. Mm-hmm. And so that made the world of difference sure. for me. And so I'm like, wow, that makes sense. So I'm not just buying sunglasses. I'm investing in eye protection. Right. And I looked at it from that perspective <laughs> instead of just being fashionable or frivolous right. with it. So it's different. So if I amortized this payout that I spent on these sunglasses over the time that I haven't bought sunglasses, I haven't bought a new pair in five years uh, but but I, I got these sunglasses that amortize out to being what two hundred bucks a year. Okay. If you think about the, if yeah. you, if you thought about it, I probably won't buy another pair for another five years. So yeah, I was a chunk of money. But you know, it's what if I spent? What if I bought crap sunglasses like some people take and they justify buying crap sunglasses all the time because they lose them. They haven't assigned a value to it, so therefore right. they don't take care of them. Right. And they're buying them all the time. Right. Are they prescription? No. Okay. They're just fancy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put them on for you if you want to see them. <laughs> they're big. They got the pearls and the bling on them. You know, they're like cat eyes. They're very, um, oh my gosh, um, I can see her. She was the yeah. former first lady. Jackie O. Oh, Jackie O. Yeah, they're very Jackie O. So, uh, so this week's key is about discovering the when you spend behind the how much, because that's more critical because it doesn't matter what the amount is. If you're overspending or impulse spending, that's the problem. And so what we have to do is look into why it's happening because we've got to find those hangups and it runs on a subconscious level. So unless we dig it up and figure out the why and the when, so my when was, why did I buy those? Well, I didn't have any and I needed some and I could afford them and I hadn't bought them in a long time. So I, I did think it out. Sure. It wasn't like, oh my God, I need those because they're fancy. Yeah. It's like I said, I need sunglasses and I just happened to pick those. And, and that's like an extreme example, I suppose. But we have to think about it, um, you know, and this is what we have to uncover because it's never how much. I mean, to a degree, it matters. If you're spending more than you make, that's the problem. But you got to figure out what's behind it. And you can't figure out what's behind it until you assess the when. Because the why is always, I don't know. If you just think about why'd you do that? I don't know. What's the kid's first response? You know, yeah. why'd you eat toilet paper that? I don't know. Seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> right? Impulse. Right? <laughs> but what drove you to do that? Oh, well, everybody else was doing it and I wanted to be cool. Now yeah. we have the when. Yeah. So now we can reprogram the behavior. So when I experience these feelings and emotions and instincts, I can choose a better response. And that's what we're looking for. Not just the budgeting. That's why budgets are bad. And, you know, we talk about this in our Unlock Your Wealth Live. So just visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash unlock your wealth radio. And then make sure that you like the fan page and click on notifications. So you always know every time we do a new show. And so this week's show is Break the Budget. And if you missed it on Monday, you can circle back. Just look at today's show page and you'll get a direct link to that show. And you can also... 
enjoy that. I'm reposting them on YouTube and everything, so you'll be able to catch them for sure. So uh, let's talk about what was my moolah word of the day. Did we do moolah? We didn't do it. No, no we got to get to moolah. So today's moolah word of the day, my teaser, was it something that you have that's subjective? Shareholders' equity. Nice. It is an ownership interest in a corporation in the form of common stock or preferred stock. It is calculated by taking the total assets minus total liabilities, here also called shareholders' equity or net worth or book value. And it could be positive or negative. And negative isn't always bad. You have to look at what the explanation is to why it's negative. Well, they just acquired quite a few new smaller companies or added new divisions. And so they had to put the money up front before the income could come. So, so the, again, when we evaluate companies, we're not looking at why. We're looking at when stuff happens. So we can understand the mindset that goes on with those decisions and how to chart a new course and change direction if it's necessary. Mm -hmm. So uh, what about retirement? If you're planning to retire in 2018, are you aware of the hidden retirement risks? Whether you retire this year or a few years down the road, or if you've already retired, you have some more work to do. You're not done with your investment portfolio. And we have returning investment advisor, Naum Daniels, and he's going to be talking about the hidden risks your retirement has and what you need to do to prepare for it. He is a certified retirement income certified professional, and he zeroes in on unique challenges you face in managing income and assets that need to last your lifetime. That's a big deal. Okay, because what? Compression of morbidity, this fabulous term we get from our insurance industries, meaning we're living longer and at a higher quality of life. And so if we feel good, guess what? We're doing more things. We're active. We're golfing. We're sailing. We're traveling. We're spending money interacting with our friends. These are the things that could be in jeopardy if we don't make a, uh, become aware of these hidden risks and make a plan to correct them if they are directly affecting us. So, Nam, welcome to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Please share these scary things we need to pay attention to. Thank you very much for inviting me back. It's an honor and a pleasure. Well, you know, with your forthcoming book and all of the changes in the tax code and whether or not we should retire or if we don't have a choice, we're retiring. There's a lot to discuss here. So what what are some of the top retirement risks that maybe financial planners aren't addressing with folks? Maybe they're not even aware of it. But what does the individual who is looking to retire this year or in the future need to be paying attention to? That's such the perfect question. Because you said it, uh, not every financial advisor is properly trained himself or herself in, in um, guiding a client through the retirement process because retirement is very complicated and very challenging. So one of the most important things we need to do is to understand who to turn to, to look for proper advice uh, to meet these challenges. The first and foremost is longevity. People today have to understand that You've got to plan for 30 years or more 
in retirement. So if you retire at 65, one in four members of a couple will make it to 95. One in eight will make it even longer. So we're talking about making money last for a very long time. And it's not easy to do. Especially when most baby boomers simply haven't saved enough. Only 15% of baby boomers, according to the most recent study, have actually saved a half a million dollars or more specifically for retirement. That leaves 85% of people with much, much less. And that in itself is a problem, and it makes us too reliant on Social Security, which we all have heard, has its own challenges in terms of solvency and being sufficient to meet the promises that have been made to 76 million baby boomers who are retiring 10,000 a day. So that's your fundamental challenge. That's scary. Needing a lot and having relatively little for starters. Are you nervous, Michael? Because my producer here is a boomer. Are you nervous, Michael? Not really. He's smart. You know, we're all in this together. I know. We are really all, as a generation, we are in this together. And actually... My proposed solution, which I'll get to a bit later, involves sharing of the risks and sharing of the wealth so that we can all protect each other. But that's, that's, we're not ready for that yet. I want to mention one other key issue that has to be kept in mind, and that's inflation. Uh. Because we have the Federal Reserve, our banking system, insists that we need 2% inflation, at least. Now, 2% inflation might be good for certain economic purposes, but I'll tell you, 2% inflation rate means that after 20 years, a dollar may be worth 50 cents. So keeping our purchasing power up with inflation during that 20 or 30 year plus retirement is a huge challenge. So what you're saying is it's not just about saving before you retire. It's you have to have your retirement continually working, especially if you're part of that 15% that has a half a million dollars or more. I mean, heaven forbid you are not a millionaire before you retire because, I mean, because Social Security is not going to bridge the gap. Let's be honest. I mean, yes. it's a supplement. It's not going to bridge the gap. <laughs> It should be looked at as a supplement. Yeah, because I, mean, I think about I agree with you. the baby boomers aren't the biggest generation anymore. The millennials are their ones. That the single yes. largest age demographic is twenty six years old right now. Yes, and actually they have a problem that they're facing because the baby boomers have saved relatively little. Because they're going to be looked to to fund the shortfall in the social security system. And at the same time, 
I'm sure you talk to a lot of them. I talk to a lot of them. Uh, some of my best friends and kids are millennials, and they already are very skeptical that even after they pay into the social security system for years and years, there'll really be anything left for them. And that's if they're lucky enough to have a good job on a career path and that they're not living in their parents' basements. 35% of our millennials, unfortunately, are still, a year after Mr. Trump's ascendancy, still living in their parents' basements, struggling to find career paths and to begin family formation. That's a huge demographic headwind, huge. So even though the baby boomers are no longer the largest generation, we're kind of linked. The baby boomer generation is very especially linked to the millennials. We look to each other and we're actually bringing pressure on each other economically and financially. And they're our kids and grandkids. So we're really facing, that's a huge risk um, in retirement today. You are listening to Retirement Income Certified Professional named Daniels. And this segment of Unlock Your Wealth Radio is sponsored in part by KeepMyID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown with their special offer for Unlock Your Wealth Radio listeners. Just visit our show page at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash KeepMyID to click on the link to start protecting your financial future right now. So, uh, Nam, as I'm thinking about this, you know, the question becomes, all right, so you got a half a million or less saved for retirement and you're at that age, maybe you physically aren't able to work anymore. What can you do now before it happens? And probably not if you're a millennial, but, but what if you're looking to retire, what can you do to maximize your social security right now? Okay. You know, the, the conventional approach today towards maximizing social security is to defer to age 70 because between age 66 and age 70, your social security benefit is guaranteed to grow compound at 8% a year. Wow. Where can we get 8% a year safely? So Jen, most financial advisors today are recommending, you know what, don't touch your social security until the last minute so you can get a maximum payout. However, I do this every day with clients of a variety of ages and situations. And let me tell you, it is case by case. I have many situations where I have recommended to a spouse to take at age 62, don't wait. And there are certain situations where I might tell the other spouse, you know what, you should wait to age 70, but you should take at age 62. So it's a very complex decision and it should be made in the context of an overall plan. And you said it, Heather, the social security input ideally should only be considered supplementary. The nest egg today 
is ascendant. It's very important to build as large a nest egg as possible for entering retirement. And that can be challenging, but that's really where the focus needs to be. And if it means working beyond age 65 or even beyond age 70, it needs to be done because that nest egg is ascended. It used to be social security and a pension and the nest egg was supplementary. It's opposite today. Now our retirement future is based on our personal nest egg, our pensions, very secondary and social security has problems and we can't rely on it. We can't rely on it the way we used to. So what we need to do is take that nest egg and invest it properly. And one of the most important messages I wanted to share with you today and your listeners is this. When we're in retirement, you're facing risks that you don't face before you hit retirement. One of them is called sequence risk. It's not the average return that stocks or bonds have delivered over the last 80 years that you can rely on. What really impacts you in retirement is the sequence of those returns. Sometimes they're high, sometimes they're low. If you start your retirement and you have bad luck and you have a year or two or three of really bad returns, and meanwhile, you're taking withdrawals because you have to live, it's very hard to catch up. So it's the sequence of returns that is most important. And we have to worry about depletion risk, which is actually running out of money before we run out of breath. So beware unrealistic expectations. Too much blue sky. The idea that stocks have no place to go but up and the Federal Reserve and the Greenspan put is always going to come to our rescue. We're facing potential challenges in both the stock market and the bond market. And therefore, the real problem that I focus on and focus on in my upcoming book is how we put our portfolio together and how most portfolios are imbalanced because they overrate securities, stocks and bonds, and underrate insurance. And the fact of the matter is that today, to meet all these risks about longevity and inflation uh, and market risks and possible losses, my view after doing this for 30 years is that the fixed index annuity may be the best instrument to use to anchor the nest egg portfolio. And then around that instrument, we can place cash and stocks and bonds if we can afford to, if we have the surplus. But otherwise, we need to reset our expectations and prepare for the worst while we hope for the best. And to do that, we need a really re-weighted investment portfolio. And that's the key to managing all these risks. Otherwise, we face uncertainty. And I know many people, even with a portfolio, 
that are so afraid of running out of money that they self-impose austerity and they live as if they have a scarcity problem when in fact they have abundance. So this, the right portfolio actually reshapes our psychology and gives us much more confidence and the ability to be generous rather than miserly. So this is a lifestyle issue. And there's a huge lifestyle risk in retirement today that comes from all these other risks we've mentioned. And that's what we need to overcome. Otherwise, retirement can be a very hellish negative experience. And that's a terrible shame. It is because we'll end up at the the rate of longevity we have in that compression of morbidity factor that means we're living a higher quality of life longer. The the question becomes, okay, so so what what do I do? Do I want to be miserable for a third of my life? And so how do I live accordingly now to create that? So Nay, you mentioned your book. If folks want to learn about your upcoming book, Retirement Reset, or they want to find out about you and ask you some questions because you are a retirement income certified professional, how do they find you? I think the easiest way is my website, which is www.nahumdaniels.com. It's my name.com. Very easy to find, very easy to reach. Once you get there, you can email me or my contact uh, information, my facts, my telephone number. It's all there. Um, and I'd be delighted, of course, to hear from any of your listeners, and I will uh, be happy to uh, help them in any way I can. Outstanding. Well, thank you so much for being a part of today's show. And for those of you who are driving around without a pencil, never fear. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is here where you can visit Name's show page, get the links to his new book and his retirement website, and so much more for the maestro of Moolah. Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2018 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.